open it. Last day amongst the living. What exactly he do to you? Call it a professional rivalry. I know who you are. That love. The outlaw hunts down those who trespass against him. With no mercy. Where is he? Where is who? Your boss. My boss. Clearly, you don't know me. I heard Rufus Buck was back. So ain't no rule to ask a friend to travel. You think Destiny's coming to you? My guns go back. A new day is dawning. Slow. Ah! on the head of an angel. Seeing so the father dumping trust if I became you. Faithful to the end. Bullets with your name's Drew. Cock back, aim, shoot. I don't particularly enjoy violence. That being said, you are currently in company of extremely violent individuals. Jump, mother. My guns go back. I guns go back. She ain't gonna end well for you. Really? We have laughs on our face, but we won't even get into what, what, just, what just happened. Welcome to another episode of the Downward Podcast. Happy New Year's, everyone. I'm Darren Jenkins. Happy New Year's. This is Chris Saunders. And uh, on the podcast today, for the second time, um, we're doing the film The Harder They Fall directed by uh, The Bullets, which we'll get into. Jameis Samuel, what the hell? Um, when out, an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge. Um, the budget was $90 million. <laughs> I, You know, we don't know how much really this made. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you said well, eight thousand. I I found one point five yeah. million. Yeah, it's it's just look streaming platforms for us sake of us podcasters. Can you give us some real accurate numbers that we can, you know, talk about your success or and your failures too? So there's that. Yeah, um, I think we one point two billion minutes of streaming supposedly. 1.2 million. I don't even, you know, I'm not even trying to do the math on that because. Y'all can do the math. It's a 218 minute film. So 1.2 billion minutes. You can figure that out with ticket sales. It's a lot of people. Stuff. Yeah. Just go on Facebook. You can go to some groups. And, you know, there are people on there. They were talking about it. They've been talking about it. Um, you know, when it came out in October of 2021, like. I couldn't go into a group. I had to actually stop going into groups because people were talking about it and I hadn't seen it yet. But once I got to see it, you know, 
there's a lot of people. Let's put a lot of people. I've, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about. I don't think I've heard one bad thing about it. Um, and I have heard people who didn't like it. Which... Oh, I, well, I guess I must be in different groups. Um, yeah, but you know, IMDb six point six out of ten, which is low. Mm. It's lo- I mean, it's almost seven. I don't know. For them, it's a ten. Rotten Tomatoes eighty eight, but the audience ninety three. So. That's more accurate, audience I, I feel like. consensus seems to be a little higher. Yeah, and, and um, you know, just because the Hollywood is so, you know, still has their old ways. I think a lot of the critics still follow. They they're not ready for change, man. They're not ready for an all black action movie. They're not ready for an all black western. They're not ready, and they're definitely not ready for a western that has contemporary music to it. You know, mm-hmm. so like who would have thought about but you know, like I would love to see if they did um the Un- Unforgiven with a soundtrack by, you know, Swizz Beats or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm, I'm actually Unforgiven is one of my favorite films. Yeah, oh um, great film. I mean, you I got Morgan watch. Freeman in there. I'm a little turned off of uh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> uh Morgan know, he's, Freeman. He's just getting old. Um but yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of the cast in this was amazing. Um, this is like yeah. a fully loaded cast. Uh, Idris Elba, Regina King, Zazie Beetz, Jonathan Majors, the legend Daryl Lindo, Damon mm. Williams Jr. is in this. And honestly, Screw I honestly you. don't recognize the I ain't see. I ain't say nothing again. This is, why are you getting at me? Yeah, but um, I, I could just hear the in, in your voice. Dang, I wasn't going to say nothing. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know some of these actors. I recognize oh, really? Eddie, Eddie Gathegi. I don't know how to pronounce it. He plays Bill Pickett. Oh, Eddie Gathegi? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's been in a few things. I mean, he was in like X-Men First Class, I think, for a yeah. second. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clyde Grimes, Woody McLean, so R.J. Seiler. I mean, there's a lot of... Everyone in this was pretty awesome. There wasn't someone that... There wasn't many... There weren't many actors that, like, I was like, oh, this is a terrible performance. I think pretty much wait, everybody. Wait, you didn't mention Mickey Dolan. Was... <laughs> it's, it's, not even, it's not even my list here. That's the thing. Oh, you didn't mention, you didn't mention Zachariah Hansen. I mean, come on, man. There were a couple of really good white dudes in this movie. Uh, we're, there's, I mean, I noticed that at the 30-minute mark, there hadn't been one white actor in the film. So. <laughs> uh, and they all got punked on that train scene. I hadn't seen um, one person I that was kind of new to me, or at least I didn't recognize, was Danielle Deadweiler, um, who played um, Cuffy. Cuffy, yeah, she looks so familiar to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I I don't recall, but she looks like she looks familiar to me too. It's like I've seen her in something. But I'm just so. looking at some of her movies here, and I don't recognize The Devil to Pay, Gifted, Jane and Emma. Yeah, so uh, good for her though. I mean, you know. I mean, again, like the cast was so good. I think Mm -hmm. it was very well done with the casting. Oh, she's been in in Atlanta. (laughs) Oh, she was in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Uh, Looks like just one episode. Admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of Atlanta yet. I actually want to go back and and binge watch it since the new season's coming up. So 
I'm going to pretend I'm hip and I've watched every episode. Okay. You go for that. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, man, like, <clears throat> speaking of actors, um, specifically in the first scene, um, which was amazing to me, um, you have um, a young net love played by Chase yeah. Dillon. This kid yep. has got to be in a, 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 a He's got to have a future. <laughs> he was so good. He was yeah. so good in the scene. Yeah. I loved yeah. how they built the tension in this. Um, in this scene, it was very similar to um, Inglorious Bastards. Let's mm. see, with Christoph Waltz. Um, mm. I love how they didn't show Idris's face whole face for you know the first five minutes going to that scene the fear on the family's face especially the son the music um uh, it was awesome it was just yeah. so well done uh, who's the actor that plays the father he's been so oh, many that's things. um uh what's his name um uh, michael beach you know what i remember him from that, yeah. that was what popped in my uh lean on me I think that's oh, the really? first movie i ever saw him in I remember him from um, Saint Elsewhere. Was Saint Elsewhere? He was on one of the hospital shows. I can't remember. He was really good on that show. Um, he's year, a good. He's a did, really good actor. What year did Saint Elsewhere start? Oh, that would have been like. Oh wow! Early. Oh wow! It says final episode in 1988. Yeah. Was it or was it? Let me see. Um. Oh no! I'm sorry. ER. He was on. ER. He was on ER. Okay. ER. Yeah. So that's the '90s, right? Oh, first episode yeah, '94. Like, well, you know, on me, it was like the precursor to um to Crazy Anatomy. Yeah. Oh, lean on me. What year was that? That was. Lean on me would have been like, I feel like er, late '90s or oh, early 89, '90s. Rather. 1989. Yeah. All right, so I remember him being a young teacher, like, oh, yeah, hands with Morgan Freeman in that movie. Yeah, I remember that. He was good, he's a good anyway. actor. Yeah, I mean, between him him and like the kid in this first scene, I mean, the, the wife does a great job. Like, you've got people there in this movie for like 10 minutes, Three and they, they, make yeah. an ex, they make an impact. So, it was, it was solid. Yeah, it, um, and um, you know, it was just kind of set the stage for what it was gonna what you like it, was, it did a good job of, of kind of setting the stage for this very evil person who people you know people feared and what didn't you know well I guess we'll get into it but um, I you know recently I've seen um, I've seen him do uh a lot of dark, not dark, but bad guys. He he's been playing a lot of bad. To my Idris. Yeah, I just got finished watching Hobbs and Shaw again. And, oh, I uh, never watched that. Uh, you you, you got to see it because if there was any reason, if if there was a better reason to have a black Superman, <laughs> he shows in this movie. This is a movie where you're like, he should be in Marvel, hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, you know, Superman's DC, right? I know that, but he could play a black superhero. <laughs> we have not uh, a black. Well, yeah, I'm surprised. Well, villain. you know, the problem was he was Heimdall, so they probably can't use him for anything. Oh, that's, that's true. That's, which sucks, know, man. 
Heimdall's a dope character, but like he could have been something yeah, but, so much bigger. Yeah, he could have he could have been a lot of things. So, but well, you, you um, hear about what's his name, Michael B. Jordan's Superman. Superman. Movie. Yeah, her, I, I hear words about it, but. I'll believe it when it's on the screen. Let's put it that way. So, but I mean, if and that's another reason why the streaming numbers is really important because this is kind of a unique situation. And if we don't know how successful this film was, Hollywood has no reason to try to do it again. You know what I mean? Like with any other genre. So... I mean, do we think this is going to be having any award buzz? That's what I was going to ask you, too. I'm like, I I don't think so. I think it should be nominated for at least me, um, the soundtrack. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, soundtrack composition, right? They do those separately, mm-hmm. right? Because I think yeah. both are pretty awesome in this. Yeah. Um, Acting-wise... Um, I don't know. I mean, well, Idris I, I, I'm not. I, I have to say, I'm good. not like. Yeah, it just is great. Um, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of. Um, wow, swim blank. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I'm gonna. We'll have to have that. Call. I'm. I'm curious as why, but okay. It's just, just a. It's just him. It's just like his personality which shines through his acting did you see him in um lovecraft country yeah you didn't like him in that at all Mm. i thought other characters were were better i thought other actors were better in that well i guess you Um, didn't like him in loki either right i mean that was weird because he's such a quirky character in that one yeah that i didn't know what to think (laughs) right um, I guess we so, won't really know how how he is in that until till we till get a, full Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, but I'm, I mean, listen, I'm happy that he's getting these roles and like these are big roles. So, mm. it's just yeah, it's not for me. I'm sure he's for a lot of other people. <clears throat> okay, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's you know, I, I. I mean, I, maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I really, really enjoyed Lakeith Stansfield. I really thought he was a good, like, uh, Cherokee Bill. Um, just, he felt really like he you could pick his character up and put him in a Clint Eastwood movie easy. Like, easy. I had a hard time I had a hard time identifying him say as a villain which is what he was supposed to be really it's just because like you know the first scene we see him and he's like you know I, I don't I don't like violence like I don't want to hurt anybody which is really what Nat Love was you see him right. later on robbing the bank and he said you know it's hard about robbing a bank you know not killing anyone right. but then Bill Cherokee like, says this, but then he's just like, example, like I'll kill you. And like, I'll shoot, well, I mean, you know, it's my... supposed to be that 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 sarcastic. You know, they've done it in other movies where guys. Yeah, maybe that like, was oh, it. Yeah. I, I wasn't. Maybe I wasn't getting the sarcasm. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. Okay. It was strong enough. But yeah, I mean, the character was like, there's almost who are you more scared of, like 
Turkey Bill or Buck? Right, uh, there, there, there should be an hierarchy, but like... Well, after that uh, scene where he beats down um, <laughs> Deion Cole in the street... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be more scared of uh, Rufus Buck. That was just horrible. Yeah. I mean, he left me mm. toothless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about it because I just watched it before we started. I'm trying to let it all mm-hmm. soak in. But um, I mean, but that was it one. Is- that was one thing I really liked about this, which was the um. I mean, we you know we'll talk about like, the influences from other films, but like yep. um, the music, right. and we'll get into more detail. But like, I mean, that was one question I had, or you kind of alluded to earlier, which is um, the bullets. Right. I don't know if it's James Samuel's yeah. alias or whatever, but it's. I, I looked up the composer and like that the bullets was listed, so I don't know how much he had to do with composing music for this, but like this. Western style with this hip hop, you know, beat and, and influence, and I mean, heavy influence. It's like almost a perfect marriage of the two. Um, thinking that that would be distracting in the film, but really it wasn't. It was very, uh, it's just a nice blend. It didn't take away from anything. It didn't, it wasn't intrusive. Right. And I, I think the same thing I would say about like storytelling and how they go from scene to scene, how smooth that was from the opening scene to like, um, you know, sometime later, as they say, when they go ahead and taking revenge on that scorpion guy, this guy with a scorpion tattoo, to the Crimson Hood gang, to the Douglas Town, to every, the train scene, everything just moves very smoothly in this film. Like, you don't even notice mm. time passing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did you ever see um, Posse? Mm. With, um, what's his name? Uh, sounds so familiar. Uh, what's what's the uh, uh, damn? What's his name? Um, his father just passed away. Um, Mario Van Peebles. Oh, this sounds like something I saw previous for, but I never actually watched it. It's oh a God. good it's, Mario it, Van Peebles. It's kind of like Billy a precursor. Zane, yeah, Stephen it's a lot Baldwin, of people. Melvin Van Peebles. Yep, he was in it too. Blair Underwood. Goodness gracious. This that was definitely like the precursor to this movie. Mm-hmm. Without Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Big Daddy Kane, Big Isaac Daddy Hayes, Kane. Cam Greer. Okay, probably need to watch this. Sounds like a very similar, like as far as the like huge cast goes. The only difference is that they don't do the soundtrack as well in this mo- in that movie as they do in mm. this one. That to me is like one of the bigger differences is that they they you know this movie just gets it right gets the soundtrack right which um you know i think maybe it was just a different time and i don't know but um definitely definitely worth watching if you get a chance I think I might have to. That's on the list of, as, as well as, as we're reviewing the harder they fall, as well as the harder they come. Very yep. big Jamaican produced film that we need to also do. Um, yeah. So yeah. Soundtrack again. Uh, amazing. 
Um, the storytelling here is amazing. The cast is amazing. There's a lot of great stuff to talk about here. Um, uh, and then that one scene where, uh, where are they? Oh, what town is that? I'm Redwood? lose track. Cause, was it Redwood? What's the town they go into that, um, Matt oh. Love first goes into and he meets, um, Mary. Mary's has a, a, a uh, saloon there. It's that place in California. I can't remember what the name of it is. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And so he goes in there, and then, like, uh, I knew it. As soon as you see, like, just with the feet at the door, I knew that was Delaware <laughs> coming into the saloon. <laughs> Which had, like, oh, yeah. a great a great line at that point. There, was, there Which, are a few, there are a lot of good lines in this movie, actually. Yeah, I, I almost gave up writing them down. But um, in this particular scene, Delroy comes and sits down with, uh, with Nat. And uh, he said, do you mind? And he takes a drink of his whiskey. Mm. And uh, Nat's like, never never know you to touch it. He says, only after I kill a man or before. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's foreboding. Yeah. Uh, he probably, you know, his, um, his character was uh, like... I don't know. I mean, the, the scene in the, the in Stagecoach Marys was kind of dope, where you know he's like trying to arrest them. He's like, you know, you know, I'll kill everybody up in here. You know, the whole bit, which is cool. You know, uh, you know what I? I do. didn't know what the what. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, he had some good moments. He had some good moments. I, I'm, the, the the you know there are a few good moments in this movie and um so like the the whole um um crimson hood when they robbed the crimson hood mm. I just thought that was hilarious <laughs> the dude's like impatient he's like you need to wait have you ever seen um Damon Wayans Jr. and anything else some TV show. I don't forget what TV I've show. Seen a couple, both that Annis watches. Um, Which is happy, happy endings. Oh, I haven't seen that. And uh, I think New Girl. Oh, In fact, I he he's, can't he stand starts this show. he starts a New Girl. I think he stops yeah. to go do Happy Endings, and then he comes back later, something like that, or vice yeah. versa. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, but I think he's. I mean, he. he probably carries both of those shows. <laughs> so it was interesting to see him in this film where he was not really making, he wasn't really making jokes and being like his usual goofy self. Right. He was okay. I mean, you know, I think they didn't give him too heavy a scene after Gary and, mm -hmm. but, you know, and the, the character had enough, like, um, levity to it that he could use his natural skills and, um, yeah, it was cool. It, and it I wasn't a throwaway character. He was, yeah. he remained relevant, even though it was a smaller part. He remained, remained relevant in the film. So that was but nice. that was the kind of cool thing about the movie in general. It's like there are very, there weren't very many throwaway characters in this. You know what I mean? Which, like everybody, kind of seemed to have a purpose, which was which is kind of unique. Yeah, it's funny. Like you know. We we talk about influences from different things, from different films, and you you know you threw out a few. Um, 
I mentioned the good, the bad, the ugly, and Maverick, um, which I'll get to in a second. Um, you mentioned Star Wars. Yep. Which is funny that we're talking about like there's not any, there's no throwaway characters here because I've been watching the the latest I watched the episode seven and eight recently. Right. There are a ton of throwaway characters. A ton. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, what's the point? There's this guy. There's one of the dudes. You know the the show Heroes. There was one of the guys that yep. read minds in that one. He oh, yeah. appears in the second in episode eight. Oh, the, like the heavy set dude. Line. Yeah, with like one yeah. line that's completely just could have thrown it away. It was just so annoying. Anyway, yeah, I died. It's not I, like they were trying to force him into the movie or something. Yeah. Or like he was he in the film a lot a, more, he, but they just cut all the scenes out and left that. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Just, just give him one. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, I digress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if it's Star I mean, it feels Star Wars. Maybe I, maybe the reason why I said Star Wars because to me it feels very dark or it feels ominous. But the scene where they're, they stop the train and they make their way through the train, all these, you know, but mm-hmm. the end of them is like all they do is they show you this metal door and they, that's all you know doesn't have any windows no slots nothing just a door and i'm just like what the f- who who do they have in there darth vader like <laughs> like or or that know, would be uh han solo in the carbonate yeah i was just like, nerd, nerd alert sorry i mean it was very um it was definitely very like science fictiony, you know, like where they open the door and then the next scene is they show it from the inside out, the door creaking open mm-hmm. and there's just this shadow in there. And, and there's a like, lot of there's a lot of good shots in this movie, man. Mm-hmm. Even from the first scene. The first scene, you know, we already talked about where they just show the house where the family lives. It's just this wide shot you see the house in the middle you know some farming equipment horses whatever with Mm -hmm. the scenery in the background and then you go inside like i mean it's so simple but yeah i don't know it's kind of it brought me right in well it's like they they went out of your way to to emphasize they ain't got nobody to help them that's it (laughs) right (laughs) they are on their own this is the middle of nowhere the middle of nowhere so even even the first line, like when they're sitting there praying and they hear the horses out and they're like, who, who, who could that be out here in the middle of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing ever good happens. That, no one's like coming to like, you know, give you free food or anything. It's always something bad happens when that situation and the one thing that I thought about, and I know this is a fucked up thought, <laughs> but as he gets up from the table, <laughs> table, I'm sitting there thinking, and of course I, because I watched this before, so I know what happens, and I'm thinking, I bet right now he really wishes he had a peephole in that door. <laughs> nah, because then they're gonna shoot him through the peephole. You know how it goes in these movies. Yeah, or at least a ring, a, a, a ring security <laughs> or like a camera. Yeah, I mean, at that point, somebody should have been like some dude out, like out back, and then next thing you see him inventing the first security. <laughs> <laughs> 
what, what, what year is this supposed to take place? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, small things I thought about, but uh, uh, yeah. Who, wait, who's the actor that plays Wiley? Uh, it's not in this. It's not an IMDb right now. It's just so weird. It is uh, Dion Cole. Uh, what else is he been in? He's a stand-up comedian. I, I, oh, I really? Love, he yeah, seems not him. funny. At, well, there, except for the scene I'm about to mention, he seems not funny at all in this film. The first, yeah, no, film, the, the first scene we see him, he's <laughs> yeah. like, uh, it, so, so Buck arrives to that's Redwood, right? Redwood. Yeah. Buck arrives to his town where he's like the sheriff, and uh, you see him come up to the sheriff's office. And there's like some guys outside mm. and then it goes inside and he's just making this big speech like looking all tough eating some like steak and then it zooms out and like the guy's like he's, uh, by buck, yeah, he's by himself and like um buck is here to see you like, i was like it caught me off guard like i feel like it's, it was probably obvious but i didn't catch it yeah i was gonna say like damn this dude's badass <laughs> oh no, not, not not so much. Never mind. <laughs> it, it makes me question why people would like even try and talk shit to anybody or talk back to like a guy like Buck. Like he'll he'll shoot you. Yeah, he'll I mean, just I, shoot you. This dude just got out of prison, out of a locked box in mm -hmm. prison on a train. I'm pretty sure he has no problems with just shooting you in the face. Like you know even that, that townsperson, when he, like later on when Buck's making that speech about we're gonna collect the tax and like, oh. and the guy's like I ain't paying no tax. That was fucked up. You think just because he's inside, like you can see him tough, and then he comes outside, he like he shrinks. I'm like, dude, don't say shit. Like just don't pay the tax. You don't have to say nothing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I guess if that was the case, we wouldn't have a movie, right? So I suppose. Yeah. But like, I'm just thinking, like, what I do. I wouldn't be talking shit with the guy that's like holding your, your town ransom. Wouldn't do that. I, I do. I would be like, and here are my pants. Here's my <laughs> shoes. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you want my penis too? There you go. Here's my penis. There you go. I ain't going to need that where I'm going. <laughs> anyway, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of lessons yeah. to be learned here. A lot of lessons. A lot of lessons. Um, and so, actually, another influence. So I mentioned Maverick, Mel Gibson film, um, Jodie Foster. Quite frankly, there's probably only oh, who's the who's the guy that plays the Native American dude? He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, oh man, uh, he was in. Um, actually, he was also in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh really? He plays oh, a New York cop oh. in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh yeah. Um, wow, he's not even showing up right now. Not Graham Green. I don't think so. Oh my God, where is he? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, oh, he's not coming up in here for some reason. He plays Joseph. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's Graham Green. Oh, isn't it? Oh, mm -hmm. good to know. Let's see where he lands. Oh, he's okay. Okay, I oh, know. Yeah, Joe. No, oh, Joe Lambert. Yeah, that's him. By the way, we probably need to do Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. That yeah. I, the opening scene starts with a dope song. So, but Bruce I Willis, Jeremy Iron, Samuel L. Jackson, boom, boom. 
I've watched it twice in the last two weeks. Yeah. Why? Because it's like a rewatchable movie. Dude. I mean, Dude, sorry. Uh, Every time it's on, I just can't stop watching it. I think I saw that in the theaters, bro. Anyway, digress. Digression. Anyway, that's what I was saying. Maverick. Mm. <laughs> the influence Maverick. that I felt from Maverick was um when we talk about that scene with um the sheriff and uh, Matt. Mm-hmm. And I knew right away that when they, they're having this conversation and they zoom out to like Mary and some other guy asking what they're talking about, I knew there was like something going on. And then he splashes the, and then Nat splashes the whiskey in the sheriff's face, Delroy's character. And then I knew like that they were going to, te- they were teaming up essentially. He, he faked arresting him and they walked out, whatever. Yeah. And that reminded me of Maverick. Uh, essentially where um what's his name i can't remember the older guy's name is pretending to be a sheriff spoilers by the way spoilers for maverick spoilers for this movie <laughs> we're just spoiling all the movies oh. uh, i mean that's what that's what our show should james, be called spoiler no, james, alert. uh oh uh james garner yeah who plays the original maverick i believe in like a tv show yeah and maverick mm-hmm. yeah yeah james garner so he he is pretending to be a sheriff um, when in actuality he is Maverick's father in this movie. And then, anyway, that was the influence I, I kind of know that I felt when watching this part, the scene. Somebody should remake Maverick. No, it's perfect the way it is. Perfect. We, we reboot too much stuff, man. Stop it. Just, just keep rebooting everything. Reboot they should the reboot Hard They Fall. <laughs> yeah, right now, right now. I mean, that's what they've been doing with like Spider Man. Because, dude, yeah. in the last 20 years, it's been rebooted twice. I know. Well, with multiple movies per franchise. I don't want to. I want to shit on anybody's parade, but the hashtag it's Sony's fault. Um, yeah, shit on, shit on them. You know what they need to do for the greater good? Sell Spider-Man to Disney. Let's just get everything under one. Anyway, they're about we to launch. An, we won't get into it, but they're about to launch. They, they want to launch a Spider-Verse universe. Spider. Oh no, no, yeah. This, well. They, well, they wanted, they're essentially doing that with a, it's like a Venom verse more than anything else. Right. right? But they've ruined yeah. that because Venom comes from Spider Man. And this is now not a The Harder We Fall podcast. It's a general film. <laughs> <laughs> so that's focusing, why you focusing, listen focusing. because you never know. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, what's, what's yeah. my next note? Just when I think Buck is going to be redeemable, he kills that guy, James, for not wanting to pay the tax. So we just talked about that scene. Yeah. Like you think he's he's doing this thing for the greater good, like trying to keep I don't know I guess white people from it's, it's essentially gentrifying yeah. their town. Like oh that's that's a cool cause, and he's like no I want your money I want your taxes, and he shoots the guy with who says he has a family. Like this guy is no good, and and it and it, and it also kind of undervalues the, that whole conversation he just mm-hmm. had. You think that's intentional? <laughs> It seems like it, right? Because it was, it was. I, mean, I feel like, yeah. Like they just really no. want to make this guy seem like a total asshat. Like, cause, well, you know what? To be honest, yeah, maybe they had to do it because if you think about it, this movie is an all black cast, and if you give the main be- um, villain this noble cause, he suddenly goes from being a villain to a martyr. 
right. or an anti-villain. I mean, like, yeah, you, know, you, you, you do that Thanos kind of thing. Right. Right. So um, I don't think they wanted, and, and, they wanted the line to be clear. So, so I'm, I keep on thinking about this. I'm just thinking, thinking about this in terms of like most Westerns. And they don't get into, as far as my, I, I, I've noticed, they don't get into this detail with some of the characters, right? Um, right. Some of the supporting characters. You have the bad guy, and then everyone else in the gang is just like... Just there. Like, yeah. there. Whereas in this one, like, you kind of get more depth into um, Trudy, Regina King's character, and uh, Cherokee Bill. Like, you're kind of looking at them in more depth and like their MO for, you know, why they're doing this. But at the same time, all I really got from this is they're blindly following Buck. I don't mm. get a reason for why they follow him. Well, so I go back to the original, you know, thing about this movie, which is <clears throat> this is not a true story. This is just like a film made with fictional characters from him black history. So I'm wondering if part of it is them trying to stay true to those characters' true natures in real life. So, you know what I mean? Because to be honest, the one good thing that came out of this movie for me was it made me want to know who all these people were. Like, if you go to see The Matrix, I don't go looking up Neo online afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, Nat, you know, Nat Turner and all these de- dudes, these are real fi- these real characters. These are real people. So I kind of want to know who they because are. They, are you saying because they didn't give the motive for them following Buck, that's why you want to learn more about them? No, I, well, for two reasons. One, because they're interesting characters. And if it's a movie that they tell me these are real people, I want to know like, I want to know who these people are and then compare it and contrast to what they were like in this movie. But I think for the sake of writing this screenplay, they couldn't, like, there's no way for them to have turned Rufus Buck into a a good guy. There's probably no way. Because maybe in history he's an asshole. Right. No, that's fine. It's just like... I guess that's less of my point is more like, yeah, the other characters. Um, do you think they're setting up for like some kind of oh. the heart of the fall universe? Because I want to know. Oh, that would be cool. They, they, there's clearly some history between Buck and Trudy. Why do they call Cherokee Bill Cherokee Bill? He speaks right. Cherokee. Why does he speak Cherokee? Like I, I there's certain characters like even um, so you, uh, Jim, even some... Jim, the, 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 the quick draw, like who else does he beat that he, Right. You know, like there's so many things, right? And maybe this, you know, maybe that you always think about that with, you know, these kind of movies, westerns. You know, why is this guy the fastest draw in the West? Why is this? But I feel like they get in more detail. Uh, and yeah. perhaps we didn't have time. This film was two hours and 18 minutes. Perhaps we didn't have time to delve into that. But but you make a good point. I mean, there's there's some real estate that still has have has yet to be uh, revisited. So. And that um, I'm interested to see, to hear about. So the bullets or whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> you know, there's your next idea, dude. The director should look at this movie as a possible an opportunity to your point for creating an, a universe uh, of of films that are based on these different characters, which would be would be 
kind of cool and in, and kind of valuable from a educational standpoint. Yeah, even um, the sheriff, which you know, Deroy Lindo is not listed on the cast list on IMDb, but I can't remember his name. But that character, that would be interesting. Like he's old in yeah. this film, so mm. prequel. Like what? Like they, someone says, I bet I have a, a hired a body count than you. And he's like, I doubt it. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what he's done in the past, right? So there's plenty of characters, Mary, that we can learn about. And like, what did what did a uh, Buck do over those years from when he before yeah. he came back and killed his father? Right, like so. There's yeah. just like so the much younger story version there. of him. Yeah, yeah. There's so much story. Um, Heck, and I, I, the story I, I, of the, is, the little boy after his family is slaughtered. You know, because we don't know yeah. what happened between the time that mm -hmm. he's in that church and how does he learn to. To be, how does he learn to fight, gunfight, all that stuff? There's so much. Um, even the story of um, that that Trudy tells about her sister. Oh yeah, that's a kind of her sister Mary. Um, yeah, well, that whole. We'll get back to in a second, but like, um, <laughs> that would be interesting to see what happens after her sister. After that whole story she tells until meeting Buck, for example, like there's just so much. And that leads into what I was, I think my next thing, which is the first time Mary and Trudy meet, like yep. Mary comes into uh, Redwood, Redwood, <laughs> anyway, um, on horse and like Trudy comes out to meet her. Mm. That felt like not within the movie, but within like life, like a huge scene. Right. Like this younger actress meeting this very established actress, yeah, and then facing off, it was almost like a passing of the torch thing, yeah, yeah, from Regina to Zazie Beats, because Regina yep. King has been around. I always remember her from Enemy of the State with Will Smith. Uh, I thought she was amazing in that, and then Zazie Beats, yeah. who was like this new kid on the block, like she was in Deadpool. She's now in this film, and she's done a right. lot already. But like, it's felt it felt it felt significant. Well. Even though, like, from, <laughs> I remember what, as I'm watching that scene and she's riding into town, I'm like, this seems like a really stupid idea. <laughs> like, I don't, there's nothing about these people that tells me they're going to buy this story. That story was so fucking flimsy. <laughs> and they were like, so you just came to die. <laughs> Okay, cool. The funny thing is, you you watch other movies and like it's stories like that. That oh yeah, sure, come yeah, come, it's very believable. Right, come hang out with us, right? So it's believable to the extent that it's happened in other films. Yeah, but like even true. that scene where she comes in, she meets Buck, and it, it just it, I like I don't know if we've said this before, but like I love Idris. Mm -hmm. uh, he's I mean I've loved him in Luther. I love him as Heimdall. Like pretty much anything he does, he's the UK seen. Denzel. He's, anything he touches is, you know. I can't. Yeah, man, yeah. And um, he's just sitting there listening to her story in that scene, mm. and he's just like, just stares. And that said so much. Like just that stare, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. he's about to he, he gonna fuck her up." Like, like I knew exactly what he was thinking. Mm. And not a lot of actors and actors can do that, man. So, big up, big up to 
oh, also a DJ and uh, a musician. Just, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think um, the best actors that you know are always the ones who can do, who can make the most of absolutely nothing on screen. Like, no lines, no nothing, no action. But they leave you with this thing while, like, you're just, damn. You know. Yeah, I mean, and, and for me, like, I, 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 you know, I've probably said this before, subtlety. Subtlety for me is, like, the pinnacle of acting. Yeah, so having, like, that minimum of effort and, you know, saying everything with that. Right. Like, I was just watching, um, Spider-Man, first Spider-Man with uh, mm. Tobey Maguire yeah. and uh, ugh, just the scenes with um, Norman Osborn. Oh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's actually really good in that movie. So at least Willem Dafoe, there's just scenes where he's just like looking around the room like noticing things and it's just his eyes and like a twitch of the mouth. And, Was that and, the one where he's uh, in the apartment and Spider-Man and so comes know, home, but he's you, not. So you know exactly, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like <laughs> I don't have to say much for you yeah. to understand what scene I'm talking about. So it's, yeah. it's, it's stuff like that. Um, and there's like other movies that we have to do that we're gonna do because we have our James Bond series uh -uh. that we need to get mm -hmm. back on where mm -hmm. I have perfect examples of that so anyway Idris Elba does that in this film numerous times yes he does he's uh, he's, he's well cast in this film and um, he's well cast did, in any film did you notice the shout out to Chadwick Boseman? I didn't notice them. I saw something in the trivia section of IMDb. There's a bunch of cool stuff in there. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff. But on the train that they stop to free Buck um, on the side of the car is C.A. Boseman. And I was just like, as uh, first time I watched it, I had to rewind because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. You know, that was that was a nice shout out. And it was an intentional shout out. Um, Chadwick's middle name is Aaron. Yep. I don't know. Um, and which is which is apt because this is a hugely black cast. And he probably would have Black been. Panther. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which which Black Panther was as well. So right. that shout out and that that's the that's the movie that I don't know if I would say made Chadwick, but like definitely brought him to the world stage. Yep, yep. And there was also a shout out to Malcolm X in, this, that, in that same scene. What? So yeah, and the, where she, you see just you just see her hand and she's like. She points sideways. It's the scene from Malcolm X when they're pro when they one of the um, their brothers get arrested. They all go down to the police department mm. and stand outside. So I, when um, Denzel gets there and whatnot, and they're like, "All right, y'all got to leave," and they just stand there. And eventually, Denzel just puts his hand up and does, and everybody mm. turns and walks off. So, Wait, were you 
Were you in Malcolm X? Was that one of the movies you were in? I was in Malcolm X, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, I remember that correctly. <laughs> yes. And I also was a uh, PA on uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, by the way. Oh, that's why you like it so much. Let me, let me see what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. I remember what I was doing that time. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so Bass Reeves, Delaware Lindo's mm. character, the sheriff, uh, mm. was the first black deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi. He was also the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. Oh, so fuck. they made the Lone Ranger white, which I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be yeah. surprised. But should yeah. we should we do that movie with a what's his name? <laughs> oh, Just Johnny Depp. For, yeah, where he's Tonto. Oh, it's terrible! It's terrible. Uh, Him and I, um, I haven't seen it. Arnie he's Hammer. Was that who it was? Yes. Arnie Hammer is canceled. <laughs> so, actually, they're both canceled. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Watch that movie. You won't see anybody in there. Uh... Oh, another trivia from IMDb. This film was built on the little-known fact that one of in four of all cowboys were black. Yeah. There, there was a... Yeah. That much I knew. I knew that I knew you, you, black people you don't see had that the No. You don't see that in the old westerns, do you? But this um all this merely strengthens the fact that we should be doing that that universe. He should create the universe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's just I, I hope that's the plan. There's so much to work with here. You know, it's someone uh, something tells me it's not the plan. Like mm-hmm. they, I don't think they've even thought about it. But it's but, on Netflix, so they they're like they Netflix might assign them for a multi-film. Contract. I hope so. I will please Netflix. When when this podcast please. out, we'll send it to him and say, <laughs> "Listen to minute fifty-one fifteen of our podcast." And if you haven't thought about this, yeah. we want some. We want in. We want some money want, on the side for our great idea. Yeah, right. Um, on. There's one thing I will say as a Uh-oh. critique. Um, okay. And I'm sorry, Regina King. Uh-oh. Sometimes I was not sure what accent you were trying to do. Yeah. Did you there hear, like, sometimes she was doing Jamaican accent? Uh, Caribbean, something Caribbean. Caribbean, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's not just me. Okay. No. Okay. I was just yes. like, did she just say what she said? Like, she was hanging out on the beach somewhere and... Because <laughs> I was like... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Not just me. All right. That, that's she all I have confused. to say about it. Maybe she thought she was doing something else at the same time. I get it. I'd probably do the same thing. But in we'll, her know. Defense, we'll know for next time, Regina. I think she was also, um, she either had just finished or was about to start One Night in Miami. <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay, but she wasn't in one night in Miami. So. No, she's, she's, she's just around a bunch of Caribbean people. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just rubs off on her. Um. Okay, I have two more uh, um, comments on the cinematography because I thought okay. there was a lot of moments where this was really cool. Um, one more, one was um, when they've captured. Uh, Nat 
and he's in the prison and uh, Mary's in, in the jail. Mm. They're beating. He's like tied up when they're beating him. And uh, Buck comes in, but they only do the first person shot of him oh. walking into the room. He walks around. You know, he looks at Nat hung up and he walks over to Mary in the cell and looks at her and it comes back around and then goes straight, um, straight forward shot with um, Nat. Mm. I thought that was really cool. And then they finally switch perspectives where you can see him. I thought that was really cool how they did that. Yeah. And then um, later on, uh, when it's pretty much the final showdown, um, they do a shot from inside the room behind Buck, who's looking out the window, and then they zoom all the way from behind him through the oh. window, all the way down the long street at the end of the street by the church where Nat is stand, sitting on the horse right up to him, like that whole zoom. Yeah. I, those are some really cool stuff in this film, technically. Yeah, yeah. They, they, creatively, there was a lot of good, good camera work being done, and the DP was pretty on point this was um it was like it, you really gotta see posse man there's like like if you've ever seen any of mario van Peebles' old movies New Jack he's, City. he's like similar in like he's in the same motif of like Spike Lee and where where they use all like all these creative camera shots and stuff. This was similar but different. Like I felt like sometimes with Spike and Mario, sometimes the camera work can be a little disorienting sometimes. Mm -hmm. But like on per like they're doing it on purpose. I didn't feel that way in the, any of the shots in, the, in this movie. There were a couple, um, which I'm trying to figure out if it's reminiscent of like Spike Lee and Mario Man Peoples, where there's like, you hear like, a, for example, um, when Nat comes to the, to Mary's saloon, mm. she's walking and she's um, oh. using, the, using the gun as a, as a walking yeah. stick. And yeah. as it's hitting, the camera like zooms. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm, onto net like that's kind of jarring right yeah so that you know there was instances there was another instance later on i think they did the same something similar i think you're you're right there it's probably a like i think there's some shout outs to those styles of even i think well, i think Taran, tarantino i want to say kill bill kind of does something similar like that right yeah similar mm-hmm yeah. Anyway, um, use some but, of that in uh, Django. So there's that. So. Oh, maybe, yeah. So um, anyway, so you're talking about again, Posse and how before you mentioned how they didn't do the soundtrack as well as this film. Let's talk mm. about the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I mean, it starts out with a uh, guns go bang, Kid Cudi and Jay Z, which is so good. It's a really good song. I didn't re-listen to it, but I really, I mean, again, the, throughout the, the theme of this film with the music mm. is they use this Western orchestration with this hip hop production, which is really cool. It just sounds epic. But yep. they also used um, like guns and ricochet sounds for the beat. Yep. 
which was really cool and like not like annoyingly like really well done yeah because this could have gone wrong i mean doing that could have just gone wrong and, and made it like this cheap you know like oh come mm-hmm. on seriously and, ju- and just and just noise just noisy yeah it's yeah, yeah. noise um i have to give a shout out to all the reggae in this man you have barrington levy dennis brown who are classic reggae artists then you have coffee who is very contemporary yep and coffee does the title track the heart of a fall so yeah which is uh, really good too loving it loving this is like such a very black culture full film could you imagine I was thinking about this. I'm like, what if they had just like, you know, it's like all these black creators on this album. And then like in the last track, it's like um, Taylor Swift. Or something. <laughs> Six singing about injustice or some shit. Like, what, yeah. the, what the fuck? Taylor Swift be your ass out of here? That shit would have been so funny. <laughs> I don't know if it would work. I don't know if it would work, Dan. Nah. Um, but yeah, the sort of the the um, Barrington Levy better than gold song, um, and here I come, which is like the classic Barrington Levy. Yeah, I'm sorry, but when that song came out originally, I, there's no way I would ever thought, you know, when this should be in a western. <laughs> it, it, it just well, you know fit. what they could have done, man. They could have also done that tracks Bad Boy. They could have, but I wonder if they be like, and it's like bad boy, and like it could have been like the bad boy gunslinger. I wonder if they thought about doing that. Or too, too mainstream because a lot of these songs are not, yeah, not well known. Yeah, there's a lot or of new them, or newer. I'd say about more than half is known, not like the. The one by CeeLo Green, Black Skin Mile, was mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Is that, did you know, is that for this film or was, did, you, did you know it before? I did not know this before. So, but that doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, yeah. I didn't know. And then the one by Seal, I'm pretty sure is new. Was that in the film? I saw it on the list, but I didn't hear Seal. And you know I would have heard Seal. Yeah. I mean, Seal's pretty, you know, maybe identifiable. It's the, did you watch the, the end credits? Because I didn't watch the end well, credits. Well, the, the, the movie, like, switched to something else. Yeah, I, no. So, that's, so I, I didn't, I only heard the coffee it, song and not even Maybe all. in the theaters, maybe it's. Yeah, so the that's the song I'm, I'm going to go check out because if that's a new one. Oh my God, I haven't heard some new Seal in years. Yeah, I know. I'm so sad. It's called um, Ain't No Better Love. I don't know, man. It's really That's good. Uh, it's not, I don't know. Uh... Let's see. Oh, release 2021. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so Pretty excited. Sure. Oh, my God. It's, it's really it's actually pretty good. You know what I was <laughs> thinking throughout this movie, though? Um, you know the track from Django and Chains, Freedom? Yep. I've been looking for freedom, mm. looking for freedom. Anyway, it just popped my head because it was a black western. So, okay. um, okay, I don't okay, me. Um, they should do a crossover. But, they should get Django into this movie. Um, I wish Django was a well, I don't know. Is Django a real historical figure? 
don't that know. That's cool. a good question. Um, and I, I noted a bunch of like tracks that I think were compositions, not soundtrack. Um, like I'm going home now to my lord was one of the lines in one of them. It was just like one of those transitional yeah. pieces. So I think it was composition. But like again, they did it three, four, five times in this where they just had country orchestration and horns or whatever with that mm. hip hop beat background, which was just like so effective. But you got Lauren Hill in here with Black Woman. I know. I don't know who Alice Smith is, but Wednesday's Child was pretty hunting. You've got Fela Kuti in the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start. Like that was surprising. I heard it. I heard his voice. I was like, no, because he, he, there's a whole before. It's mm. during the um, Mary and Trudy fight scene, and right before mm. it starts, he's just like announces like, "This is a new song. Da -da 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 -da. It's called something in African dialect. Uh, it means it means let's start." And uh, like the, the song itself was awesome for the fight scene because it starts out with Mary and Trudy and then expands out yeah. to the whole gunfight going on outside. So it was like that was a good fight. Uh, too, I was excited. Yeah, oh, dude, not even Zazie. Yo, Regina King's fight game. Yeah, I was just watching her like dodging stuff and like juking and jiving. And, oh, I was like, oh, she been training. Oh, it was dope. Mm -hmm. um, in the Marvel universe. I don't know why she ain't there already. Yeah, that's a good um, question, right? Mm. Uh, uh, we, we, you know, we're, we're getting we're getting close to the end of this podcast. Listen, what can we cover? I, I mean, one really quick note: I knew Jim was gonna get shot after all that shit. Oh the quick yeah, draw guy. of course. I, 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 I knew, and then he started counting so slow, and then and then, <laughs> then Cherokee Bill says exactly what I was thinking. Why the why hell they always, always got to count so slow? <laughs> you just shot him so on wrong. three. Yeah, it was. And then he shoots someone else in the back. And then he What's gets that dashed. movie with um, um, Sharon Stone and... The Quick and the Dead. Yeah. Leonardo that, DiCaprio, Gene Hackman, of... uh, the, uh, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. That's a dope cast, by the way. That, 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 that scene reminds me of the... Of, you Something know. Gene Hackman would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's just foul. But um, were you were you surprised about the brother angle at the end? I the was half surprised. brothers. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't like I mean I, I I wasn't sitting here like oh they're brothers but when it happened I was like yeah <laughs> okay like yeah at least I it was makes surprised because like I did not think. Yeah, there's nothing that made me go, oh, maybe they're related, you know. It would have been cool just, if they had done something like one of their movements, the way they talk or something. Was yeah, similar. something similar. Something yeah. to hint at it, but I didn't notice anything. But also at the same time, like, it was a good example of, like, how you don't need a, a big twist to make, you know, a good story. Yeah. Because the story was good. I mean, well, you, you, you were surprised. I wasn't, I don't know what the demographic is of surprise versus not surprise, but mm. um, oh. I thought either way, it was just a, a good story. I didn't think, it, like, if they didn't do it, I, it wouldn't have taken away from the story to me. Because mm -hmm. I think they built him up as a, a villain enough for him to stand on his own without going, hey, I'm a villain and I'm an asshole. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't need all that, but thanks. <laughs> and I would have done exactly, I say I would have done, I agree with what Matt did, which is like, 
it's, it's almost like Star. Maybe that's the Star Wars influence. Like, yeah, there you, know, you go. Come, right? come, he, like he's he's the like Buck is the emperor, and he's like you to complete your journey to the dark side. You have to kill me, right? And and then like in Star Wars, Luke is like, Nah, man, nah, I'm good. I'm I, I playing your game, and like Nat was like, ASA, hey, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he just that in, which is a cool, really cool twist, and also, you know, also leads me to the question of what's the work that they have to do that Mary was talking about. Maybe he's gonna like do a bunch of good deeds to make up for this, right? Make up for what uh, his father did, or make up for what Buck did. You know, so, you know, right? This again, so much story that can still be told. Right? Definitely and suggest people watch the stand movie and like. Apparently, Demand. so the wife that was killed in the beginning of the movie means mm-hmm. that wasn't their mother, original mother, which means their mother may still be out there. No, that's no, no, no. That that was Nat's mother. Was it? Oh, there has was it, but it, but yeah. So Buck had another mother, mother, but oh, that's right, that's right. But his father so left his killed her. Right. Mm, well, that means that Buck's family is still out there. Then his mother. Um. No, no. He his father killed her. Oh, damn. He's just. Oh, he's just. Just, just fucked up. Yeah. That, well, that's why. Not his well, reasoning for the way he is, the way he is, and like that was his revenge. Just... His part of his revenge was making Nat. Yeah. The same way. Yeah. I did anyway, think the whole... carving a, the cross in his forehead was a nice touch. I saw that, that in another because... movie. Was that because? His father was became religious. Well, I don't That's know. symbolism for that. Like, oh, well, he, he cro- wasn't the cross upside down. So I don't know. So I think that's, that's a sign um, of the devil. Exactly. So there you go. Um. So any what the fuck moments here for you? Um. Uh, yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to remember what there was one that I was gonna. Oh, where's my notes? I didn't. Write, I didn't write down a lot. Uh, I wrote down one thing actually. But what did you write? I just thought it was. I don't know if it was what the fuck or just comical that Maysville, where they have to do the the bank robbery towards the yeah. end. Yeah, it's like Maysville. It's a white town. <laughs> And oh, everything yeah, is like painted that. white in the town. Oh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was so weird. Bank like, is all white inside. That was hilarious. Inside, outside, all the other buildings, like everything was white. I was just like, was that necessary? <laughs> and I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of other films, you know, because obviously there's a statement there. Um, other films were like. Obviously, the black, the white cast is the more prominent cast. I mean, right, a right. Black part of town, and they they do something to identify it as black. Right. So I was just trying to think. I I can't haven't come up with it yet, but like, yeah. There's any listeners out there that can uh, can help us, please let us know. I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't recall seeing anything quite that specific being. Or done. is it? Or is it obvious for that reason where it, it, they most films do it? Covertly, that and might be one, just like well, they're like, not gonna do it covertly, but this should you don't need to like, guess. Here it is, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that might be, uh, 
You might be right about that. So that was my what the fuck moment. Uh, I, to be honest, I didn't really have a lot of what the fuck moments in this. Um, oh, the, the, my only what the fuck moment was is stupid, but the, it goes back to the, the scene you were talking about where um, stagecoach Mary is coming in and she's as she's walking, she's pounding the gun on the floor and she's walking to the stage. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking to myself, isn't that a shotgun? I'm not sure if you're supposed to be pounding a shotgun <laughs> towards your face <laughs> walking into a also, room. Also, you don't see her other leg. Was she one-legged? Because they don't address I, that at all. I I, I could have swore she was one-legged. Right? Wasn't? It's, but you never see. You never physically see. Like there's always like waist-up shots. Maybe that's on purpose. You know. Yeah. So I would love to actually look at a video or read something talking about that to see what they say. I guess you got to um, find out if she's really. Um, like the real person was one legged. Maybe. She was a mail carrier, so it's possible. Mm. Um you know. all right. Shoot. Are you ready to get to our questions? Yeah. Oh, did, no quotes. I mean, I mentioned one of myself. I don't know if you want to throw one out there. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, um, the only one I I thought was really dope was um the one at the beginning of the movie where uh, the, the he kills the dude and, and he's like, yo, this dude's worth $5,000. You can turn him in for the church. He's like, why didn't you do it? He's like, because I'm worth ten. I thought that mm-hmm. was dope. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. Do you have another one? Um, nope. Oh, uh, no. No. I liked um, how long you've been living in this country. A rock and a hard place is what we call Monday. Oh, that I like. That one, that to me is, should be made a t-shirt. You no, know, mm-hmm. black people should wear it on Mondays. Black Lives Matter <laughs> t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, oh man, I'm trying to do quick ones. Like a lot of men be fixing, son. They always seem to die before they get the job done. Mm. So it's almost a rhyme. Look at that, son. Done. Huh. Done, son. That's what uh, uh the sheriff says to Nat. Uh, and there's one early on. That's the last one I'm gonna do. Um, when when uh Trudy is on her horse in front of the train and it stops and the mm. conductor comes oh. out. There ain't no way to board a train, oh. you damn stupid nit. And she shoots him. <laughs> and then uh Cherokee Bill's like, you know he. Mike could have said nincompoop. And she's like, we ain't no nincompoop. If they say something that even start with an N, they're going to meet meet the same fate. <laughs> Which is like, again, that anti-Tarantino mm. thing we were talking about. Perfect. That was the perfect way to do it, too. Mm-hmm. We're telling you right now, this word is not going to be said throughout the whole film. <laughs> That's it. Nincompoop. Anywho. Okay. All right, questions. Questions, sir. Um, I, I don't know how we're going about this. I I still have Michelle Yeoh here, and I feel like we've transitioned from Tom Hanks and Will Smith to yeah, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, it's a new year. We can carry Michelle Yeoh forward into right. twenty twenty two, and until someone picks up the baton from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> would Michelle would Michelle fit in this film? And if so, what role would she make it better? She could be, she, well, I feel like she, 
theoretically could be in this movie, but it would be in like what you were talking about, like those small, smaller transitional f- characters that, because, I mean, this is a black cast. I mean, there were, unless she's, unless there's a town of Chinese people next door where they stop by and something, I don't know if she's anybody in this in this movie. So I will say, historically speaking, once slavery was abolished, Chinese were the cheap labor that were brought in. Right. They picked up the slack. So they could be there. Now, we are looking at a lot of predominantly black towns. Right. I don't don't know if they migrated to these towns, but theoretically, I feel like she could have been there. She could have played that role. And she would have been dope in the role, like helping out, helping yeah. out the, the, um, good, the good guys. She got a good guys team. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. Although she did, she had recently played the bad guy and, and she's, she wouldn't, she would be kind of dope there too. Like where, she'd be where, where, where was she a bad guy? On uh, Star Trek Discovery. Spoilers. Are you? You haven't seen it? I've seen like the first episode, but I don't have seat. Oh, don't out. worry. I didn't spoil anything for you. You're an asshole. So. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I, like... I also don't know if we should change the next question. Okay. We probably should. We probably should for the new year. Um, so the usual question is, could Tears in Heaven be in the soundtrack? Mm. And, and so what scene? Let's answer right. that first before we decide we're going to move on from it. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, from a compositional standpoint, yes, it could definitely be in the movie. Um, it could be in a couple of different scenes. It could be in... Um, tongue in cheek it could be in the well so when he when he comes outside and shoots that dude in the chest for being a what do you call him a non-supporter or whatever um could have been there um I, I just from a standpoint of the message the film's message I don't think it would probably be appropriate to be in the movie but compositionally yes absolutely <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of death in this film. The film does have tongue-in-cheek moments, so in that mm-hmm. vein, it could have fit in there. Um, maybe a little remix to it, whether it be hip-hop or a little country vibe or western vibe. Um, remix. Follow-up follow question is, is there a new song we should start considering for this film? For, for yeah, our questions. maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so maybe it's an off offline question, but we will maybe if our listeners yeah. have a suggestion for a song that yeah. kind of fits a lot of different genres and styles and scenes. Um, Should up, in the air know. tonight play be played in this movie? Mm-hmm. I um, don't think that is the song. <laughs> Come on, man! Everybody loves in the air tonight. All right, so tell me what's your favorite song, and what song do you think encompasses the story? Uh, I think to me, like a lot of these songs are, all these songs, there's a lot of these songs are good, obviously. Um, I, I enjoyed, um, Guns Go Bang. 
very much. Thought it was really good. Um, definitely good to hear Jay Z on something again because I haven't heard him. He, he's so busy raising kids and making billions of dollars that you know he hasn't really recorded as much anymore. So he's retired. Um, screw that, retired man. You don't retire. You black. <laughs> Um, and then the song that to me it just has to be the one by Coffee, Party They Fall. I think you know, I think it was made specifically for this film in a sense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I looked at the um, looked at the lyrics for that, which is in Patua, by the way, but um, it seemed more like it seemed like it was more talking about. Mary and that's relationship. So that's why I veered away from it because there's a, I feel like there's a bigger story, a bigger picture. Um, mm -hmm. As far as favorite song, completely biased promised land by Barrington Levy. Yeah, I'm sorry, by Dennis Brown. Um, it's played when Buck arrives in Redwood city. So I don't know if you know, that's supposed to be the promised land they're talking about. You know, it's the town they're trying to probably protect from gentrification and keep, I, don't, I don't stay black so maybe that's why it's a promised land but also um i don't know i think it could be extended farther to say you know the promised land is like i don't even think nat reaches it at the in this film and that's why i want there to be another, another film um but like his striving like knowing that Buck is his brother and like his father was a bad man and Buck was a bad man and he's kind of become a bad man. The promised land being him atoning for all that, mm -hmm. uh, finding redemption. So that's why I put that as the song that encompasses it. But I will do a shout out to um, Barrington Levy's Better Than Gold. It's when Nat, arri Nat arrives in Douglastown. Um, even, an even bigger picture to why we're talking about, you know, needing a movie with mainly black cast the western with mainly black casts um right. of course we're going to talk about slavery oppression and all that stuff um the lyrics to that are um for queens and kings and shining things that gave our souls but they soon learned that freedom is better than gold oh in the days of old these are the tales untold mm. right these are t these are the untold stories of one in four Cowboys being black. I thought this was a kind of a large, a larger conversation, but kind of applied right. to, to, the, to this film. Mm. Okay. Hey. Hey, you know how he is with my lyrics, man. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> uh, especially uh, when, it's the right, when it's the right one. <laughs> uh, sidebar. Um, if if I see one more dope film with Florence Pugh, she might be uh, the, she might replace Michelle Yeoh. I'm just saying that now. Like, so what are we talking about? Hawkeye and Widow. Widow, but mm. she was also in Malevolent, which I really liked. And I'm not a big horror film person. She was either. in Malevolent? She was the main actress in Malevolent. Just go ahead and check it out. Just check it out. Wait, oh, she the, did an amazing the, job. the daughter? The daughter? No, she was the, the person, the sister. She was the sister in Malevolent. 
sister. There's a brother and sister who are main character in that. Anyway, she was also uh, in Mid- Midsommar, which I haven't seen. But oh, don't watch that. Yeah, it's right here. It's a scary, creepy. Just yeah, I wasn't. It'll change on your it, mind about her. I'm assuming she had a she did a great job in that film. So yeah, if 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 scaring people was yeah the job yeah. She did a good job. There you go. Great job. Great job. Creepy as fuck. Great job, Florence. Appreciate it. All right. Anyway. Mm. What are you... Are we doing... We're going to do our final... Yeah. Wrap up. Sure. So, uh, scale of one to ten. Ten being Mm. the highest. What are you... uh, What are you giving this? I'm a little worried about where your reaction's going to be. I don't know already know. You said a lot of good things about this film. A lot of great things about this film. I'm gonna hang up. There's definitely missing parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think me wanting to know more about specific characters is part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's taking, I'm taking that into account. Also, again, Jonathan Majors, not my favorite actor. Those are the reasons why it's come down a bit. 8.5. For you, that's high. Gee, I, I thought you were going to go like, well, let me see. Uh, this is a great movie. I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I enjoyed 8. this movie. 8.5, that's pretty high. That's, I, that's I like almost Academy low. Award. Is it? What, what about For you. I, what, 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 are you? what are you giving it? Um, I, so this is the second time I'm watching it. Actually, to be honest, I didn't think I would pay attention as much while watching it the second time. I didn't, because you know, sometimes some movies, some there are movies that are re- rewatchable, which I, you know, you know, and then there are some movies where uh, they're they're okay. You can watch them in ten years from now, you know, mm-hmm. after you've forgotten a, a ton of it. But to be honest, I and kind of thoroughly enjoyed watching it again, which was cool. Um, got to see some more nuances and some things. And so I was going to give it about an 8.52 as well. So that's why I said you're high. Cause when you match me, that's an unfortunate rarity. Well, you know, I'm just a more discerning film watcher. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Is that what they call um, it now? Well, you know, I tend to like to, so this is the first time being, I watched it this morning. So I'm pausing it, taking notes. I'm like rewinding, trying to get the quotes and stuff like that. So I don't know if I really get to enjoy it that much when we do it that way. What I need to do is watch it, just fucking watch it. And then when we do the show, rewatch it. So, you know, maybe it does change. maybe, maybe, Maybe I would have had a higher you know, uh, rating. Score? I had just done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you, the German judge over here. By the way, another trivia fact, Zazie what? Beats speaks, speaks fluent German and dubbed it over in German herself. Did you know that? I knew she spoke fluent German. So she ju- um, dubbed over the German release herself, all of it. Because she, she, she was in something else. And they made a point to go out of the way by telling, of telling people that she spoke German. I was like, 
Okay. Not even sure that meant anything to the movie, but okay. Thanks. Um, East good. What's coming up? What's 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 the new year ringing for you? Man, I'm just trying to cruise relaxedly into the new year. Nothing's on tap. Um, just working on the Man with No Name project, which this film could have some inspiration for. So, looking forward to it, uh, revisiting. Yeah. Well, that um, hopefully this time next year you have. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, hopefully. So it'll be like three years by then. You hear that, everybody? There's a lot of time work is coming into this project, so you yeah. better you better show up for it. <laughs> you, better, you better download it when it, or buy it when it's available. Or watch mm. it because albums are not easy to make, especially when you're doing animated pieces to them. So, yeah. Well, you, sir. Um, I start watching all the films for this year's Love Actually this weekend. Mm-hmm. Actually, tonight, starting some of them. How many submissions do you have? A hundred. <laughs> you watch all those by yourself. Yeah. Now, are these like full-length films or are they shorts? Mixing no, both? I mean, they average out somewhere between 19 and 25 minutes. Oh, that's not terrible. Not terrible, but... A hundred. A hundred, yeah. So, you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> to be honest, we're, I'm actually... This is the, the least films I've had in 18 years. Mm. Usually 18 I get years. Somewhere around. You hear that, everybody? We're coming across... We're coming close to 20-year anniversary of Love Actually Film Festival. Yeah, that's ridiculous, dude. Mm. This was supposed to be one one fucking night, just one thing. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. So I'll be doing that, and then um, you know, as you know, I'm kicking off some new stuff personally. But we'll get into that down the road um, mm-hmm. as it becomes relevant to this podcast. Um, otherwise, you know, trying to stay out of Omicron's way. Failed. Yeah, dude. I I don't know. Like, well, you were traveling. That makes sense. I mean, I have zero symptoms, but yeah, I was tested positive this week, so just isolating. Wait, you tested positive? Yeah, I got a negative test one day and a positive the next day. Oh, I didn't. I just got a positive the first day and a negative the next day. Oh my god! All right. Anyway. So how long do you have to quarantine now? Now it's just like five days. And then I was going to say it's not long, right? For five days after that. Uh, like, you know, like you gonna, weren't going to wear your mask anyway. So it's yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, everybody, mask up, vax up. Mask up, vax up, people. Because um, <clears throat> shit's real. Know, shit's real. I think we were saying the same damn, same damn thing last Last January when we did our podcast mm-hmm. after the oh yeah year yeah so except, except then it was like fresh now it's like played out y'all can get back yeah. up and get the shit done with man yeah so all right well cool well this was it was fun to get back on on the horse by the way um 
And uh, <clears throat> I'm, st- I'm staring at him with very upset face because there's forces in this Western. You, y'all, 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 y'all. Yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Just take it. Uh, <laughs> that's it. We're done for this episode of the Download Podcast Show. Uh, we've got some new ones coming up. Some good stuff happening. Are you frozen? Or are you just being a dick? Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, that wraps it up. I'm Darren Jenkins. And I'm Chris Saunders. And this was The Download. Download. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you guys later.